should be the norm. Anybody with me on that one? Hello? Why not? Why not? Well, we drove by your little amusement park with the roller coasters, and I went, man, that'd make a great children's church. And my driver laughed, and then I just looked at him, and he went, oh, you're not joking, no. Why can't we have the best? Why can't this be a normal church? Why can't, it already was Victor, now it's Spark, and the next should be a Clippers church. Why y'all laughing? Why can't your basketball team rent this room from you? Why can't Bruno Mars rent this room from you? You gotta open up your eyes to who you can be. And it's not who you think you should be, it's who you are in Jesus, amen? So let's say everybody, touch your neighbor and say, let your faith rise. I'm going to touch your other neighbor and say, can you see it? Are y'all ready? Uh, before, I, uh, before I go to the Word of God, let me first tell you where we're going to go. You're going to go to the book of Luke, chapter 8, and we're going to start reading at verse 40. But let me give you the title. The title is simply this. Uh, everyone repeat after me. Say, just one touch is all it takes to be made whole. Come on, say it again. Say, just one touch. Is all it takes to be made whole. I have a feeling something is going to happen this morning. I have a feeling God's about to do something incredible in the Quirkers Church. Ain't got nothing to do with Reggie. I'm nothing. I'm nothing. He just, he's ready to show up and show out. Anybody willing to let Jesus show out on a Sunday morning? All right, everybody say, just one touch. It's all it takes to be made whole. Can I play a song for you this morning? If you know it, sing it, but it goes like this.
Somebody say, all right, all right, all right. In every school, um, and you probably know this too, uh, I sweat every time I play saxophone. I sweat every time I speak. And let me explain why. 27 years ago, I read in a book once, it said, live each day as if it's your last. And I did it for seven days in a row. When I woke up, I said something, because I was also read once, if you do something from seven days in a row, it can become a habit, whether good or bad, happy or sad, it can become a habit. So for seven days in a row, 27 years ago, when I woke up, I said this, today's my last day. Somehow during the course of this day, I'm going to breathe my last breath on earth and my first in eternity. And that was 27 years ago. Now my wife laughs at me because she knows when I'm about to get up because I'm like, today's my last day. Today I'll breathe my last breath on earth and my first in eternity. Sometimes she laughs and goes, well, it's not my last day. Could you shut up and just get out of bed? <laughs> but because I do that, every day is a good day. No, because I do that, every song is my last song. If I die before I play this, another song today, then guess what? I tore that junk up right there. I just laid it out there, all right? If this is my last time I, I speak in public, I'm going to give it all I got. I will need a nap when I'm done here. But you got to understand something. When you live each day as if it's your last, you think before you speak. You think before you react. You don't say careless things. You don't do careless things. As a matter of fact, you think about it before you go in public and speak. Because if it's your last time, that's what everybody's going to remember. And if this is the last speech everybody remembers, you better be glad you came today. Because I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be the best speech I've ever given in my entire life. And all I'm doing is one Bible story. Isn't it crazy because there's three of me? There's me and him and him. There's not enough Big Macs in Auckland for the three of us. We just gonna let it go today, it's gonna be good. So if you got it, you gotta turn there. All I'm doing is sharing your story. Now if you're new with Reggie, let me help you out. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, from the United States of America. I'm black and I'm a preacher and I'm from the South, which in America, that means it's a good day. No matter who you are, where you're from, it's a good day. You're gonna have to talk to your neighbor <laughs> during my sermon. So right now, touch your neighbor and say, I'm talking to you, all right? <laughs> Number two, you gotta talk to the preacher. Somebody say, come on, Reggie. Right. Come on, somebody say, let's do this, Reggie. Can I say something before we go on? Dude, your church is so talented. That Mary, Mary, Mary thing, that was cool. Clap your hands for that. You got to go to that. You got to go to that. I wish I was in town to go to that, but I'm not. I wish I was here. I don't want to go where I'm going. I'm going to Dunedin. It's snow. White. Black people turn white in Dunedin. <laughs> there ain't no island people down there. Okay, let's go on. Luke chapter 8, verse number 40 is where we're reading. Everybody, touch your neighbor and say, you'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Touch your other neighbor and say, that man came all the way from America for you. Are y'all ready? I said, are y'all ready? Okay, y'all act like you're a guest in somebody else's house. Don't you know God built this room for today? See, somebody's starting to believe me on this thing. So everybody, touch your neighbor and say, act like you're at home. But if your husband got stinky feet, make him leave his shoes on, all right? Because she's like, <laughs> one lady's like, how do you know? All right. Luke chapter 8, verse 40. The Bible says this. Now when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him. On, for they were all expecting him. Stop right there. 
Do you see where it says they were all expecting him? They knew Jesus was coming. What would happen if you expected something to happen today? What if you got up saying, this is the day God's going to touch me. Something's going to change in my life. If you expect it, your daddy will show up. Are y'all, I don't, okay. Should I ease my way into this or should I just go for it? I'm just saying. Because some of y'all looking at me like, oh, I don't know if I'm using this kind of yell. I'm black. I'm from America. We yell, all right? But you got to understand, I expect God to move. I expect God to show up. I expect, if you're physically sick today, I expect you will be able to run back up that hill to your car. Because guess what? He saw you limp down, and he's going to let you run up again. I'm just saying, no matter what the word is, no matter what the weapon is formed against you, it will not prosper in Jesus' name. Expect it. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, it's time to start expecting it. It's not too late. Touch your neighbor and say, it ain't too late. What do you need today? What do you need? What do you need from God today? What do you need him to do this morning? Somebody's like, I don't even believe in him. Oh, you in trouble. Because the more you hear my voice, the more doubt your unbelief is. Verse 41. Then a man named Josh, the ruler of the synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading him to come to his house. Because his only daughter, say only daughter, a girl about 12 years old was dying. Stop right there. So Jesus is going through this town, crowds there, they knew he was coming, everybody's happy. Then this dude, Jairus, runs up and says, you've got to come to my house. My daughter's dying. I kind of like this dad. Obviously, he's taken his girl to doctors. Obviously, he's gone to the specialist. Obviously, he's done all these things that you're supposed to do as a parent. But I know one day in his recent past, the doctor said, there's nothing we can do. Take her home. Let her go to her bedroom. Let her die at home. Let her die at home. Let her die home. See, there's a day that comes when you can't listen to that. There's a day that comes when you have to step over what other people are saying to you, how other people are treating you. Everybody's going to bury your child before they're even dead. Why? Because they heard the rumors. There's doctors that there ain't nothing they can do. But you know what you got to do? You've got to have a word. It's called faith. To believe in something that you cannot see. You know, if you don't, you're doomed. You're doomed. Now stop. Everybody look at Reggie. In case you're new, my name is Reggie. My mom gave me away. If you didn't see the morning show, your whole nation heard my story, all right? In seven minutes. It was supposed to have been two, but then it went to four, then it went to six, then it went to seven. But here's the deal. I grew up in foster care. My mom kept my brother, my two sisters, gave me away. From eight to 21, I was highly suicidal. I did not want to live. But the one day I woke up, I said eight to 21. Why does everybody look sad when I say, I'm not 21, I'm 53. I tell all the kids at school, black don't crack. Word. It's good though, right? <laughs> But here's the deal. The deal is this. What happened? Jesus happened. He happened. He happened. I'm going to tell you right now. Do you know what's happening in the Spark Arena right now? Formerly known as Victor Arena. What's happening right now? Jesus is walking up your aisle. Jesus is sitting in an empty seat beside you. He's waiting for you to say, I need help. I need you to touch me. I know it's Sunday morning. I know you're not at Shout Conference, but I'm here to tell you. He knew this day was coming. He set us up. He set us up. 
Because just one touch is all it takes to be made whole. Just one touch is all it takes to be whole. Touch your neighbor and say, what do you want? Touch your other neighbor and say, hey, what do you need? Now look at somebody you just touch and say, he's passing by your way. Oh man, I feel the presence of God. I almost don't even want to finish this sermon and just go to the altar call. That would be cool, but I can't. Because without the word of God, it's just hype. Without the word of God, it's just, it's just another day. But with the word of God, it can change everything. It's the bread of life. So let me get through it so we can see Jesus do something. Verse 42. Because his only daughter, a girl, 12 years old, was dying. Watch this. As Jesus was on his way. He's going to the dude's house. As Jesus was on his way. I like this, man. 43. A woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. Something about 12 in this story. But no one could heal her. Everybody say no one. One more time, say no one. You know what that means? That means she did everything everybody's supposed to do. You got health care, go to the doctor. You go to a specialist. They send you to another specialist. Then they send you to another specialist. Then they say, oh, we don't know what's wrong. After about eight months of this, all of a sudden, you're like, you just, and then they look at you and they'll say this. Have you ever heard this? You should just deal with the pain. You'll be all right. You just got to learn to cope with it, all right? We'll give you a pill for that. Well, this morning, I'm going to give you a Jesus pill for that pain, all right? I'm going to give you a Jesus pill for that hurt and that ache, all right? Because you know what? My faith is strong. If you have no faith today, lean on mine. If you have no hope today, I'll give you a little mind. If you have nowhere to turn today, I'm going to turn on light for you. Because guess what? He's passing by this way. He's coming down the hill in Auckland. He's walking to Sparks Arena. He's walking up your road. He's looking to see who he can touch today, who he can change today. And then this woman, she was so tired. Twelve years. Just twelve years. And then she realized if I could just touch the hem of his garment. One version of the Bible says that word clutch. That like, if he kept moving, drug that woman. Some of you need to get so desperate that you would clutch his robe. Some of you need to get so desperate that you don't know where to go. You need to forget it's a Sunday morning. You need to forget that you're all dressed up and you need to grab Jesus. You need to say whatever it takes today. I will not leave this arena the way I came in Jesus' name. I can't do this no more. I can't do it. So you know what she did? Look, back then, back then, do you know what it was like back then? Here it is. Women, we're in the background. Uh, hey, look, I said back then, because there's some like crazy ladies in New Zealand. I'm gonna say it again. Back then, back then, in that time, women were in the back. Women couldn't be up front. And now Jesus, you can check this out because here's what happened. The next verse says that Jesus stopped and said, "Who touched me?" That's <laughs> like that's great. Those were all men, because a woman could never get that close. Unless she was called by him specifically. She should have never been able to clutch his rope. How did she get there? Okay, somebody touch your neighbor and say, here it is. Touch your other neighbor and say, here it is. Do you know how she got there? She had to, she had to push past her pain to get there. She had to push past what the doctor said to get there. She had to push past her own thoughts in her head to get there. She had to push past her doubt. Push past her friends. Push 
Some of you need to push. Some of you have never pushed anything. But today God is going to touch your life. You got to push past your pain. Push past your thoughts in your head. Push past your doubt. Push past your friends. Push past your human nature. Why? Because somebody is starting to realize today. One touch is all it takes to be made whole. Just one touch. I got ahead of myself. Let me read it. We're almost there. Who touched me? Verse 45. Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding around you, pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touch me. I know that power has gone out from me. Verse 47. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed. I love that. You see that? You see it up there? Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed. See, some people, they don't, they don't look at it all. But here's the deal. Some of you, for years, have been coming to Equippers. Wherever they meet, you show up. But you're not, a, you're not, a, you're not, you're just here. You just come and sit down and you leave. And some of you, every day, every Sunday, you come. You say, some of you are even in, in small groups. Some of you go there. Some of you, some of you there. And you're just like, oh, it's just me. It's just not, oh, man, well, maybe God will touch somebody. You're like the, the dad here. Do you see the dad? Yeah, that's, that's It started with the dad going, please come to my house. Touch my daughter, she's gonna die. Now, all of a sudden, there's a woman who gets healed. And this dad is like, what about me? He was coming to my house. He was gonna touch my little girl. He was gonna meet my need, he was gonna meet my sorrow. But you need to understand this morning. God knows who you are. He knows where you're at. But he's God. G-O-D. He can touch him, him, her, her, him, her, and him and me all at the same time. Why? Because he's God. That's what he does. He can do this. All you've got to do, and I'm going to give it to you ahead of time. Just believe it. Somebody say just believe it. That one touch is all it takes to be made whole. She realized she could not go and notice, came trembling, fell at the feet in the presence of all the people. She told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Verse 48. Then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Look at verse 49. Hey, I'm ready. Come on, keyboard player. Come on. Yep. Here we go. Verse 49. Check this out. Everybody touch your neighbor and say, here it is. Touch your other neighbor and say, here it is. Now, this was crazy. Here's what's crazy. There's a reason why God, I still had like six points left, but God goes, could you please get out of the way? Just finish and get out of the way. So I'm going to finish and get out of the way. I have no idea what's going to happen next. I don't know, but all I know is I'm going to get this done, and I'm going to get out of the way, and we're going to see what God's about to do. I feel faith rising in this arena right now. I feel hope rising in this arena right now. I feel Jesus in this place right now. Here it is. It says, while Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue ruler. Your daughter is dead, he said. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Stop right there. Don't you know that the world can scream to you, it's over. You can't make it. You've been going to church your whole life. It's over. 
Some of you are visitors. You're just, you haven't come to church in years. And you're standing here going, dude, why am I here? Why am I here? You know why you're here? He let you come into his house today because he loves you just the way you are. You don't have to clean up for Jesus. He loves you like this. Do you know what Eclipse, what's Eclipse Church? Uh, today, I invited a bunch of people from the, like the cleaning lady who cleaned my room for the last week. She's coming with her kids tonight. And that shouldn't be shocking because if I'm gonna preach it from here, I gotta live it in a hotel. Are, are you listening to me? Not only that, like one of the camera dudes, I think from AM is gonna come. That's cool, because he, he just sent me an email, said thank you for, I was the camera guy behind you, and you man, that made my day. I said, come hear me, and he's coming by. Oh listen, if you have somebody who does not know Jesus, you need to get them here at five o'clock. Here's why, and now you probably have heard this many times, but no, I'm gonna show you in a modern way what God did for you. And it's undeniable. You will not leave this room, whether you're saved or not. You will leave this room tonight after the 5 p.m. service going, there is a God. Whether I serve him or not, there is a God. So if you have friends, loved ones that you like, they'll never get saved. They'll never break every thought that you know, every messed up person that you can get. Let it smell like marijuana in here until I get done speaking. I don't care what happens. You know why? Church, they love that stuff. You know why? It's not a church. It's a hospital for the soul. Let me give you the definition of a Clippers church. You know who we are? Like in a hospital, if you get shot, they take you. That doctor in the emergency room, he's not looking at your wallet to see what neighborhood you're from. You know what he's doing? He's looking at the whole thing. I gotta get him to the ER. If I get him up there, if I stop the bleeding, they can make it all right. And that your doctor in the ER, in the operating room, he's like going, I gotta stop. I gotta clean it internally so that he can get to recovery. And the doctor in recovery is like, I gotta get this guy back home. Do you know what we are? We're a church. That is a hospital for your soul. If you're broken, we can mend that leg. If you're messed up, we can help you. If you got a disease, we know the great physician. He can take care of you. That's what this place is about. Somebody say just one touch is all it takes to be made whole. All right, who am I using? Come here. Cool. This is Jairus. The synagogue ruler. This is him. And he's the one who's been waiting this whole time for Jesus to come to his house. And if you, we just read it. A servant came and said, your daughter's dead. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Look at verse 50. Everybody's got to see this. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, don't be afraid. Just believe and she will be healed. Y'all see that? Just leave it up there. Don't be afraid. Just believe. And she will be healed. But they said, she will be healed. There's no way. But she will be healed. She's not breathing. She will be healed. Just reach over and touch somebody you love and say, don't be afraid, okay? Look at somebody and say, just believe. Just believe. Now look, here's the deal. He still had to walk from where he was to his house. He still had to get there. But somewhere between verse 50 and 51, I believe with all my heart that Jairus 
in his head started singing the chorus. And I believe it sounds something like this. I can't trust in your name. Trust in your name. My fortress. Come on, sing it, sing it, sing it, sing it. just showing out. You heard a girl die, so you can't, you ain't even know her. You ain't even live in her neighborhood. So see, if you are worried about what other people are thinking beside you, they fake. And you're going to miss your healing worrying about fake people. Oh, this is good. I'm just going to go there, all right? Here's the deal. 
There are people who love you in this room. There are people who care about you. And then there's just people here who came to see the show, who came to hear the black guy play saxophone and preach, which is fine because God made me black and gave me the saxophone to get you in the room. But there's somebody greater in this room, the one who made the saxophone players in this room. And he's walking down the aisle. And some of you just for a moment, you need to close your eyes and say, what could he do for me? And whatever pops in your head, believe it and let it happen. Just one touch is all it takes to be made whole. Just one touch. They close the door behind them. <laughs> People laughing. Verse 54. Jesus took the girl by the hand and said, My child, get up. Her spirit returned to her at once and she stood up. And then Jesus said to them, Give her something to eat. I love Jesus. That brother likes to eat too. That's good. Her parents were astonished, but he ordered them not to tell anybody what had happened. Hey, can I ask you something? All those people knew that girl was dead. Now that girl's about to walk out with a chicken leg in her hand. And they know she ain't dead no more. See, when Jesus touches you this morning, the rest of this day, you ain't going to have to say nothing. Because your life is going to be living proof of what he did this Sunday morning in this church. How much every step he took, Jairus, every step he took as he got closer to his house, he was remembering every dead person he ever saw, how they was lifeless, didn't move. But every time that thought came, he snuffed it with a song. Every time, every time he saw his servant going, she's dead, she's dead, she's dead. He just went back to the cross, went back to Jesus, went back to the hope. He was right beside him. And so when he started doubting, he just looked at the sandals. That's Jesus. That's the Son of God. I'm going to trust in him. Every time he started to doubt, he'd see the same robe that that woman just touched. It says he's in that robe. The robe held her, but I got the man walking with me. And all of a sudden, he decided, I'm just going to trust him. I'm just going to sing. I'm just going to sing the words. I'm just going to believe. I'm just going to believe that no weapon formed against me will prosper. I'm going to believe. 